If you're looking for a trusted source of natural supplements, look no further than NutritionW.com. Since 1979, Nutrition World has been a staple in the Chattanooga community with dedicated research specialists that stay ahead of the trends to make sure you have the most reliable products available at the most competitive prices. All of their supplements are vetted for quality, effectivity, and potency and shipped using the utmost care with cold packs included in each and every order. You can shop online now at NutritionW.com and choose from thousands of your favorite supplements, sports nutrition, pet, and specialty food products today. Nutrition World, partners on your wellness journey. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Holistic Navigator podcast, where we talk about all things holistic health and believe in the body's capacity for self-healing if given the proper nutrients and care. For any new listeners we may have out there, we wanted to take a moment and say welcome. We're really excited that you found the show. My name is Brian Strickland. I'm the producer, and I'm joined in the studio, as always, by our host, Ed Jones. On today's episode, we're taking a look at iron and specifically how excess levels of iron may affect your health. While a good portion of the population is concerned about anemia and a lack of iron, we believe that excess levels may be more common than you think. So settle in and let's go ahead and get the show started. Here's your host, Mr. Ed Jones. Thank you so much, Brian, as always. You do such a fantastic job of organizing and making this Holistic Navigator so professional. Uh, we are rocking and rolling with growing this encyclopedia of knowledge because I'll tell you, people, you're not getting it from conventional sources. And you have to step up to the plate if you want to be optimally healthy. What does that mean? It means that being far less uh, risky to have diseases of chronic aging. That is taking this country down. And we have to know the compartments, the kind of like the puzzle you put together to decrease that significantly. Don't expect your annual physical to be much of this it won't be because there they're looking for diseases well today i want to talk about a question that i probably have been asked 10,000 times over my 40 plus years related to iron levels the problem is most of the questions that was asked to me was dealing with anemia that means too little iron however the truth is it's far more dangerous to have excessive irons and you don't feel excessive iron. You feel it when you're anemic because you're tired. But when you have too much iron, it is going to raise your risk of every single disease that we dread. First off, before I get into that, what is iron and what does it do? Well, actually, iron transports oxygen in your body which helps maintain brain function, hormones, and is involved in energy production. Having too little or too much has serious repercussions on our health. But the fact is that excess iron will accelerate things like Alzheimer's, cancer, heart disease, diabetes. In fact, a Scandinavian study found that elevated iron levels raised a man's risk of heart attack two to three-fold and another, people with high iron levels were five times more likely to suffer a heart attack than those with normal levels. Mm. Um, and then when it comes to cancer, it's been known since the late 1950s that injecting large doses of iron into lab animals could cause malignant tumors to occur. 
So there's so many reasons why we need to be aware of this topic of iron overload. So with this being the problem that it is, Ed, why, why would certain individuals have elevated levels? What causes it? Well, actually, Brian, there's about seven causes of elevated levels, and a few of these you would have no clue about. First off, the people who have the less risk of this are women who are menstruating. Why is that? Because, of course, they are losing blood every month. Mm -hmm. Now, they have a risk of anemia, and I may deal with that for a moment uh, further on. But at this point, that is a good thing to have if you have excessive iron is to have some bleeding that's normal bleeding, of course. But number two reason, a big word, hemochromatosis. It is a genetic disease that actually affects uh, somewhere around 1 in 40 or 1 in 50 people. And what it does is it prevents the body from disposing of the iron so you get an iron overload. In my experience, this gene does not start showing itself until usually middle age, and a lot of men have it more than women, it seems. That's just my observations. But that's number two reason. Number three, Alcohol will cause the absorption to increase in your food. So if you drink alcohol, uh, like my little bit tequila at supper, it can increase the iron levels. Well, sometimes that is an advantage for these people who can't get enough iron. Four, cooking in iron pots and pans. I probably am guessing that's not as prevalent as in the old days, but a lot of Southern cooks certainly still cook the cornbread and the iron skillet and other things. I've got my cast iron on the stove all the time. <laughs> Next is something that actually me looking into preparing for this podcast, uh, I've had this idea, but I never looked into it. But eating processed foods uh, can increase your iron. Why is that? Because again, the commercial formulators of food are only putting things in the packages because of the ability to market it and sell it. So if you look at a protein bar or or any kind of processed food or cereal, the public is impressed when it says with iron. Mm -hmm. That's because, again, they're not informed as the Holistic Navigator listeners would be. Uh, But I looked up some protein bars and I was literally blown away. The government recommends, and in this case, they're actually pretty accurate on the RDA of iron, which is about 18 milligrams. Okay. Guess what? The Mars Honey Nut Oat Bar has 18 milligrams in one single Mars bar. Mm. Uh, that's pretty dang scary. Luna bar has 14 milligrams. So that's if you ate one of those a day, you're getting all of the iron that you need. Is that like a recent thing that manufacturers are manufacturers nope. are doing? Nope. I know for a fact they've been adding it to cereal for markability for yeah. many, many years. Uh, so there's nothing wrong with it if your iron is not excessive, but most people have no clue. Next is well water. People who live in the country using well water, it is possible that the water has too much iron. Next is supplementation with nutrients uh, from your vitamins and minerals. I have continued to talk about the fact that uh, you should not take iron supplements in your multivitamin or any other form until you know that you are anemic. And 
The other testosterone replacement in men. It causes the body to kind of hoard and produce more iron. That's something that uh, requires uh, dealing with because um, the side effect, even if you don't eat it, if you do any of these things, and most people do combination of factors like eating the protein bar or, and on the protein bar, I will have to plug a protein bar that I formulated called Zunta, Z-U-N-T-A. The Zunta bar has 0.4 milligrams, I think, and uh, it is the cleanest protein bar made. So just had to throw that one out there. What about red meat consumption? I mean, could you eat enough red meat to elevate your levels to any significant level? That You're reading my mind. That was the next thing I was going to say. The red meat has the most amount of highly absorbable iron. See, vegetables have iron, but it has to then be converted to a more usable form. And so even though you're looking at spinach and you may read that it has nine milligrams, Mm -hmm. it's totally different nine milligrams than you would be getting out of a steak. Gotcha. Now, the thing about it is uh, vitamin C increases the absorption of iron from red meat two to four times. That's why I advise people who are anemic to make sure they are doing vitamin C with their red meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we find that your levels are excessive on iron, then I'm going to recommend do your vitamin C away from red meat. That means you can do it, Brian, with mm-hmm. chicken and fish and not worry. It's actually the red meat that causes the excessive levels if vitamin C is taken with it. So if you're drinking a glass of bourbon and cooking a ribeye in your cast iron skillet every night, you may want to rethink your life choices. <laughs> I mean, just in general, well, but also iron overload. Uh, on multiple levels, you may <laughs> want to rethink that, yes. So now that we know the reasons why people may have elevated levels, why is it so dangerous? What's happening inside of the body um, that can affect people's health? That's a, the best question you could ask because, you know, if it was um, not causing grief within the body, then we wouldn't be talking about it. Right. But it has significant risk involved. And the reason, at least biochemically, is it creates a formation of something called a hydroxyl free radical. And I'm going to make this really, really simple. Free radicals, people, are what we don't want. Free Mm -hmm. radicals, if you can imagine sitting in front of your fireplace and the old-fashioned fireplaces that didn't have a screen on it. You put the wood and you built a beautiful roaring fire. Well, you know every so often you're going to hear a pop and something will shoot out of the fireplace onto the carpet. Well, that little uh, ember that's on fire will burn a teeny hole in that carpet. That is what a free radical does within the body because what it is is a kind of an unpaired electron and it's shooting itself through healthy cells. Mm -hmm. And so when you have excessive free radicals, you are damaging the equipment that you and I are made of. And that is going to do something that decimates the mitochondria function. Mitochondria is in every cell and it's actually the energy production part of our body. So that means that would be like the engine in your car. You're going to put gas, which which is our food, but you're going to put gas in the car to make power. Well, 
the mitochondria when it's dysfunctional, which is what happens, people, in all aging. In fact, a 90-year-old has about 3% of the mitochondrial function that a 10-year-old has. Mm. And if you listen to some one of my previous podcasts on the Holistic Navigator, on my personal uh, regimen plan of what I take, I continue to reference that the number one reason that I supplement and I also eat a keto diet is to protect the mitochondria function. We can't completely stop the damage. I'm going to get old just like everybody else, but I'm hoping it's going to be far slower than I would if I did not embrace these ideas. So too much iron is creating those those little hot embers that are going to shoot through all of your cells. And that is the main biochemical reason for why it increases the major diseases. Mm. And the sad part is, Brian, that unfortunately... Very few doctors understand either the biology of this reaction or they're just clueless and don't even check for the levels. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of my most uh, enjoyable podcasts that I recently did was with Dr. Lavallee on understanding blood chemistry. And we talked about the fact that you cannot uh, expect your general practitioner to be the kind of person to test the right things in your blood. Yeah, so excess levels of iron increase free radical production. Is that safe to say? Yep. Okay. So if people are concerned if they have excess levels of iron, um, I'm assuming there's some sort of test that they can take. Is that a blood test that they would do? Yes, it is, Brian. And, and, and sadly, I doubt I've ever seen a conventional physical uh, blood test when you just go in yearly to ever include what we call ferritin. What is ferritin? It's an inexpensive test that looks at the stored iron in your body. It's like the gas tank in, in your human frame. And it's where the iron will be pulled from when it needs it. You can test for serum iron and other things. They that test seems to be more expensive, and I tend to like ferritin because it's quite inexpensive. And it, when we check for stored iron, uh, this is another perfect example of what Dr. Lavallee and myself spoke about. If you live in the normal ranges of blood work, you are going to lose people. And the reason is exactly like I've always spoke about is we want to be in what we call the optimal range of blood work, not in the reference ranges on ferritin. The blood levels in many labs will, will use a range between 30 and 250 as ferritin. But guess what? The optimal is between 40 to 70 nanograms per milliliter unless you're pregnant or you are menstruating. And so what that's going to show you is if you are above 100 on ferritin, it's time to do something because you are causing damage within your body. Not a single conventional uh, physician would tell you that because they simply are not trained in school. It's not their fault. It's just the system itself. But it will be a recipe for health disaster if you can't get that under control, uh, If especially after the age of 40. So what's the difference between like a, a ferritin test and what was the other one, the serum 
Yeah, the serum blood iron is what floats through the blood system, and ferritin is more reliable because it's more consistent. Uh, if you ate a or if you took some iron pills, you took you ate a bunch of red meat with vitamin C, and we tested you the next day, your iron level would most likely have elevated because mm-hmm. of what you did. Ferritin is going to be more stable. It's going to show. Uh, more of a consistent number. And we know that if we can lower the ferritin, which we'll talk about in a minute, uh, then you're going to probably be okay. And it, and I do use the word probably. It's not an exact science. I have dealt with a few people who have low ferritin and extremely high serum iron. Mm. But but uh, most of the time, you'll be fine. If we can get your iron, again, remember this, people, 40 to 70 nanograms on a ferritin test. How do you get a ferritin test? Well, you can do it. Hopefully, you'll find a practitioner who understands what we call functional health and medicine. If not, go to the Holistic Navigator under products, scroll down to direct labs and order your own blood testing. Uh, I would encourage you to listen again to Dr. Lavalle and myself because you may want to add other tests on, but you can order your test. You'll get a requisition in two hours and you can go to a drawing station within your town and get the ferritin test. So let's just give a hypothetical of, of somebody that was concerned about having excess iron levels. They went ahead and did the ferritin test and they found that they do indeed have high iron levels. What would be the next logical steps for them? Well, there's it's kind of uh, limited, Brian. Actually, there's not a whole lot to consider, but the number one is looking into your lifestyle and seeing, are you cooking on the iron pot? Are you drinking the well water? You know, are you taking supplements? Are you eating the, the wrong protein bars and cereal? You look into those to see if the reason is because of truly excessive levels. But even with that, this is the to-do list to lower your iron levels. One, you need to donate blood. Mm. You need to go and donate blood three times a year. Now, that's three times a year unless your ferritin is over 200 nanograms per milliliter. If it is, you need to be more aggressive. You need to go as often as you can. I don't recall how often that is. I think it's every eight weeks that you can go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for people who have pre-existing conditions, they will not allow you to donate blood unless you have a prescription. So I would uh, encourage uh, you to find a practitioner who understands this story and have them write a prescription. They will dispose of your blood, but at least you can go give some. Gotcha. Uh, Secondly is you need to lower your carb intake because what's happening is excessive carbohydrates burn dirty. They just do. That doesn't mean you can't have your rice and your, you know, your, your foods that you like. We all are carb addicts to a certain degree, but excessive carbs, what is excessive? You can listen to my podcast on keto to understand what I believe is excessive, and it's still in a very reasonable range, people. It truly is. But when you eat excessive carbs, it's doing the same thing as that little fireplace ember and the same thing that iron does, which is causing free radical production. Well, if we can lower that part of it from foods, then we have, you know, less damage that's happening into the biggest reason we age and decline, which is mitochondrial function. So it gives you more window of opportunity. Next, uh, you know, making sure that you do look at the red meat consumption and you do not take vitamin C with it. But the last three are for people who either for some reason are unwilling to give blood or they just want to keep adding to the effectiveness of giving blood. Now, people, 
keep in mind, you can go too low now. So don't just throw yourself into this and say, okay, I'm good now because I'm giving blood and I'm doing all these things that Ed Jones said. We got to make sure that you don't get too low. And I'm going to speak on that in just a second. But the three things you can do that is not involving giving blood is a product called IP6. I have dealt with IP6 for about 35 years. A lot of people with uh, uh, some serious health concerns uh, will take IP6 for their immune system to help manage and sometimes actually get over uh, this very serious concern that I'm not going to mention the word, but uh, we have an epidemic of it in this country. But IP6 chelates, what is the word chelate? It means claw, and it means it's going to grab the iron and keep it from going into the system, and it can help pull out and leach some of the iron already there. You have to do pretty hefty doses. If you do the powder, you need to do uh, two big uh, servings a day. If you do the capsules, actually, you need about eight to 10 capsules per day. I love IP6, so that's one option. Secondly, we know that curcumin, again, is rising to the top as a as a superstar, and it is a, also a chelator. Uh, so taking curcumin, which you need to do anyway for, for reducing chronic inflammation, uh, I would be doing two twice a day of a good brand of curcumin. And lastly, one of my most admired therapies for long-term health is the sauna. And the sauna is ideally you'd want something that wasn't was not outgassing, that had the right wood, that what didn't have far infrared. We most of us are not fortunate enough to be privy to that. But I go into a, a gold's gym and uh, it's not the best sauna, but I'm still rolling sweat off the skin. When you roll sweat off for 20 to 25 minutes, you're going to lower your level of so many toxins, heavy metals, excessive iron. You're going to do something called autophagy, which means you're going to actually uh, eat up some of the diseased cells that you have. So the so the levels of the ideas to get this down is pretty simple. And again, if you don't want to do anything but give blood, that's probably will take care of it. But I totally say you must be rechecking as you do vitamin D uh, because we never know. It goes up and down based on life dosages and and what's going on in your body. In fact, I know this is a rabbit hole, Brian, but (laughs) when people have uh, knee replacement surgery, their vitamin D drops in about 40, 35 to 40 percent in four weeks. Uh So the body really, really uses stuff up when it needs it. Right. so I hope I've covered this quite well. I, I, I do want to make one quick comment about uh, pregnancy. Uh, most of these rules do not apply to a pregnant woman. Pregnant women are desperately in need of maintaining proper levels of iron. In fact, uh, the uh, Center for Disease Control and Prevention recommends 27 milligrams of iron per day. And that truly is may not be enough because when a woman is at 27 weeks pregnancy, her iron level, uh, I mean, her blood level has doubled within her body in order to feed the fetus. So it's critical. And you know what's crazy is about 27 weeks is when preeclampsia, which is a serious disorder of pregnancy, starts to occur. And the theory is if we could keep the magnesium levels up, omega-3 levels up, 
and keep the iron levels up, preeclampsia would go down drastically in this country. But again, we are in a broken system with healthcare. They're not going to advise patients about nutritional supplementation. And lastly, for those listening who may have a relative or friend who is the opposite, which is anemic, I want you to know that the over-the-counter drugstore irons are basically the same that, that people were buying in the 1980s, which means they still constipate, they still cause some discomfort, and they don't work too well. So why don't we go and, you know, advance our, our knowledge and purchase things that actually work, that don't cause constipation and don't cause you to be sick? Uh I'm just going to mention a few brands. I love Mega Food. I love AOR. I love Thorn, Nutrigold, Nature's Plus, Blue Bonnet, and Natural Factors and Garden of Life. Those are my favorite irons for people who actually need to supplement. Again, with these people, they need to, at a certain point, uh, make sure they test to make sure they don't have too much, even for menstruating women, uh, because sometimes uh, you can be losing some iron, but if you're putting too much back in, then you can still get overdose on the iron. So I think I've covered it pretty dang well, Brian. I think so. Yeah, I want to encourage everyone to take hold uh, of their own health concerns as much as they can. It, that is what will empower you. If you don't become informed and be able to have options and create a team approach, you will be a basically a victim of the broken healthcare system. Uh, I really still uh, admire the people in that system. If I have a heart attack, a car wreck, or a, a terrible strep throat, that's where I'm going, people. But I still want to choose the, the wisest one in that group. But we need a bigger group than that. Because preventing disease is where it's at and even managing if we have it. In fact, uh, you know, this test, along with the few that Dr. Lavalle and I talked about, I'm recommending to every person who listens. So please go back and listen to Dr. Lavalle's and my podcast from just several weeks ago to be fully informed. Well, again, I know uh, that I've said this too many times, but I do separate the world into two classes of people, learners and non-learners. If you're listening to this, you are in the group that I really love, which are the learners. And lastly, Hippocrates, which is still one of my favorite people from, oh, just about 370 B.C. He said everyone has a doctor in him or her. We just have to help it in its work. And the natural healing force within each of us is still the greatest force in getting well. And our food should be our medicine and our medicine, our food. That will never change. Thank you, everyone. This is Ed with The Holistic Navigator. The information on this podcast and the topics discussed have not been evaluated by the FDA or anyone of the medical profession and is not aimed to replace any advice you may receive from your medical practitioner. The Holistic Navigator assumes no responsibility or liability whatsoever on the behalf of any purchaser or reader of these materials. The Holistic Navigator is not a doctor, nor does he claim to be. Please consult your physician before beginning any health regimen.